Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. It's Wesson Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate you joining us for the next three hours. And you can share your thoughts and comments on the text line 704-570-9610. Me, Walker Mail, alongside Wes Bryant, Josh Fitty Marlowe. You get to hear three more hours of him. Now, this is somebody that said he didn't ask for six hours of radio when Wes was out uh, for vacation even though he did ask for six hours of radio, and now he's asking for five hours of radio. And so what's going on, Fiddy? Are you not tired enough, or are you tired, but you still just can't keep yourself away from the mic to deliver hot takes? Oh, I'm not going to lie. Um, pretty worn down. The Mets played a West Coast game last night that didn't end till about 1230-ish. I'm going on about four and a half hours of sleep, but... You know, when you're when you're a part-timer in radio, you can't turn down airtime. And so, you know, when I asked Colin, hey, you want me to come on and give you a hand? And he said, sure. I'm not going to say no. Mm-hmm. It'd, be the, it'd, it'd be disrespectful to the microphone. Well, what, Wes, what did you ask Fiddy when you walked in the studio today? Because we've seen what happened already. We saw what happened already last week when you were out. Yeah. So what did you ask when you walked in the studio? I asked him just how his ego was doing because I know the more airtime <laughs> he gets, it's like... Um, I can't think of what superhero, what character it is that you feed them and they just get bigger and bigger. So I feel like the more airtime he gets, the bigger and bigger uh, his ego gets and the more he wants to line somebody up to uh, take them for their airtime. Does it become the Hulk ego? Does it just Something get like that, bigger yeah. and angrier? That's a good comparison. All right. So we have Fiddy with his Hulk ego. We have Wes Bryant. You just heard his uh, voice right there, and you can hear um, all of us for the next three hours. Again, we want to hear from you on the text line as well. I, I did want to talk about social media today because it seems like the migration is happening. I don't know if this thing is going to last. I don't know if everybody's just going to sign up for a new account on a different social media site and just have it chilling over there in case Twitter does indeed go down and everybody starts to migrate to the point where you just don't have as many tweets flowing. I don't think we're there yet, but it's the biggest movement or transition I've seen in quite some time. Is this the feeling you get? Because, Wes, I I put you on game with this. You did. And you didn't know about threads happening, but you've been on vacation. That'll happen because this this thing all happened very fast. Yeah. We heard about an Instagram response to Twitter with Elon Musk changing a whole bunch of different stuff. Now you're going to have to pay for TweetDeck. But you were out. You were wearing your vacation hat. That you I were was. sipping some drink. You were having a good time talking with Todd Gurley. Maybe not such a good time. <laughs> you did not know what was going on in social media land. But Fiddy, I saw you created a threads to keep up with the times. Do you feel like this is going to be a real thing that lasts for a while? No. No. I, I don't think... I don't think Elon Musk, after all the money he invested in, is going to let the is, is going to let Twitter die completely. Look, it's definitely he's making a lot of bad decisions. Yeah, he's definitely changing the app, and maybe he's just trying to filter out and see what works and what doesn't work. But like, I know some people yesterday were still having problems with their Twitter. Like, my Twitter was down. I guess when everyone was down the other day with the whole rate limit thing, mm-hmm. mine hasn't done, hasn't done to me since. Like, once it corrected itself or whatever. I've been back on Twitter like I normally am. Oh, sports Twitter was not okay during that time. Well, because it was during NBA free agency. It was at peak NBA free agency. I heard Colin talking about this with you just a couple of hours ago, how he was so desperate for NBA tweets from Woj and Shams that he was searching in Google tweets because he could not (laughs) have 
any of his Twitter access because of the rate limit that was put upon us by one Elon Musk doing whatever to the Twitter app. Yeah, Wes, like you missed all of this. It was crazy. I don't, because you didn't have Wi-Fi as much on the cruise, yeah, right? Yeah, you, you could buy it. You could purchase it. So you skipped all of it. Yeah. There was a big old Twitter meltdown. It served as the catalyst to people migrating over to Threads. But during peak NBA free agency, right at the time when we were getting deals left and right, if you exceeded a rate limit where unverified users could only see 600 to 800 tweets and you scroll oh. up on that pretty quickly, if you used it all up, sorry. Yeah, that's You're trash. done for the day. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. It's hilarious. It's it's like explaining what happened to somebody that came out of a coma. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was um I was still the funny part was even though we couldn't get signal on the ship, I was still getting alerts though. I was getting bleacher report alerts. So mm -hmm. I was up on game as far as what was going on. And I did purchase, like I said, the internet for that one day where I was able to see and it just happened to be that Friday of free agency. But I was still getting alerts on things, but I knew nothing about this yeah uh, but the thing is too it's just like man it's so crazy because with everything in facebook and how people don't trust that because of the information sharing and things of that nature as to why people will be so quick to flock over to something else done by mark zuckerberg so this has all been uh, interesting but it is like explaining it to somebody who just <laughs> woke up and uh out like, of a what? coma from the last 10 years what is this threads you speak of yeah threads what is, is in a twitter thread yeah where do i go to on twitter no. i asked you what's the name of it like three times you like did. an old man it's all right it's it's really okay um now this did spawn what was kind of a fun surprise segment for everyone because I created a Threads account. Fiddy, I know you did as well. Have you already made your first Threads? What is it a thread? Yeah. If, if you just put one out there, though, if you just put one tweet, except it's in the Threads website, is it just a thread that you put out there? Yeah, you're just out there, you know, threading the needles, how I like to say. Okay. Right. Nicely done. Kind of. What was yours? Did you already put one out there? I did. I sent out a... a a basic good morning dot 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 threads because <laughs> i don't really know what to do on there like flounder put one out last night where uh -huh. he was like i've got to say this is pretty refreshing i don't know what what that means because it's it's basically you just wanted something new yeah i mean it's it's basically twitter with instagram's touch on it kind of the way that you kind of interact and stuff like that so, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely, like, whenever I've checked my Twitter, I've then went and checked the Threads app. All so. right, so, so what it looks like is that they still have some work to do to try to make it a little bit more user-friendly. It's not bad. I've I've barely just skimmed and scrolled through it. I have not spent a whole lot of time on it. I created an account and then put it out there on Twitter, and that was about it. I have not created a first post yet. But here's what I want to do. Because when you make a social media account, it's a decent deal. Because I remember when I made my first account on Facebook, I remember when I made my first uh, my Twitter account, I remember a couple of the things that happened. I was like, okay, yeah, we're starting to build this up. I got everybody's first tweet in this room. I started to look at everybody's first wow. post. And okay. I did some digging and some <laughs> sleuthing at what everybody was doing in the beginning stages of some social media posts that they put out there. And with that... Fiddy, if you don't mind pulling up to the scene and opening up the doors, let's get off the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I, I want to see my first tweet. Damn! <laughs> Kick it! I can feel it! 
right, this is just the best of my knowledge. I put in everybody's current Twitter handle. I put in Westcott Range and found your info, so I had to go to your old Twitter handle. But I put in everybody's Twitter handle, tried to find as far back as I could, and I feel like I'm decently accurate on some of the people that I search. But with my own tweet, I'll start off. It was very simple. All I did was actually going to start tweeting. Hashtag getting with the program. Hashtag first tweet ever. Okay. Pretty solid standard tweet there. Wes, you put one up on in 2009. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to look at the month. I think it was like uh, August 31st or something like that. But it was 2009. You were on there early. I was still in high school. Yes. Didn't even think about Twitter at that point. (laughs) You said this is your first one that I could find. Are you ready? All right. Pretty good. About to get my body clean, dot, 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 and settle in for the night. <laughs> Why are you saying, okay. How do you guess, wash your body? Uh, at that point, yes. I think. Do you I remember sending that out there? I do not. You said, I, I looked at a lot. You were tweeting heavy as soon as you got it. You were tweeting a lot. You said, I'm starting to feel this Twitter thing. You were, yeah. you were really liking it as you were tweeting out. The first sports take that I could really get from you. It came on September 2nd, 2009. I'm loving it. And you started to report stuff. Okay. You weren't really firing off takes. Okay. You were just using your account as saying things that have happened in the sports world. They're climbing. Go, I had to comb through a lot of your tweets to get to your sports take, by the way. Yeah. But your first one I saw, one was about Teddy Bruschi is retiring. Okay. But your first local sports take was on September 2nd, 2009, Appalachian State quarterback Armani Edwards Parentheses, foot injury, will not start Saturday versus ECU. Quarterback DeAndre Presley starts. You were out here reporting for the people. Just letting people know what that was going on. That is hilarious, dog. You're bringing up stuff I don't even recall tweeting the, these things. And it's so dope to know and hear about the things that you were tweeting <laughs> way back when. This is really cool. 2009. All right. Now, I swear, the furthest tweet I could find back for Fiddy, okay? It was the second go-around. Because, Fiddy, from what I could gather, getting my Sherlock homeboy on, when I was looking at that, it seemed like you had come back a second time, correct? So you came in first, then you had a break from Twitter, and then you came back. That's at least what I could gather when I was looking. You don't remember this? I mean, I've I've only had the one account. Like, I remember I created it. I joined, like, in November of 20. 2013, I think, is when I cre- is when I created my account. But I don't think I tweeted until like February of the next year. The last tweet that I could find was December 26th, 2014. So I got you a day after Christmas on 2014, where you <laughs> decided to go back to Twitter. And the reason I know you came back to Twitter is you were going back and forth with a friend that you called Bean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you were going back and forth with your friend Bean, and he said, glad to see you back on Twitter. What made you decide to come back? You said, just a decision I felt I had to make, which was <laughs> made me it was hilarious to me. But I can't read your tweet, Fiddy. I can't read it on the air. Oh, I can't Lord. read one word. Not of much has changed, huh? It's amazing. You are an amazing <laughs> human being. I could have guessed if you were to put to me, hey, who do you think is the person that put out a first tweet that you probably can't say it on the air. It would be Fitty, and I would be right, and I should have cashed in. But is it because of too many expletives or what I tweeted about? No, it's one thing I don't think I'm allowed to say on air. It's a dicey one, but I'm not going to say it on air. Okay. Um, I think you were talking about North Carolina football, and you said your first one that I saw 
We need to learn to tackle, not blank rub. Okay? <laughs> wow. It refers to the chest, and it starts with a T, and that's all I'm going to go with. But you are angry at your North Carolina football and it team. it with my name. It does. It does. You said we need to learn to tackle, not blank rub. To which people were replying to you and uh, laughing. And then, of course, you just were going back with your boy, Bean. That's what it was. So, yeah. Like, I can't. It's amazing. It's amazing. That was 2014, December 26th. I also wanted to go to a few others uh, here at the station. I I couldn't find some. You were going way back. It's just hard to do the advanced search on some of these. But I did find a pretty far back one for T-Bone. And it was just one of the funnier ones early on. Of course, he's a a great tweeter. T-Bone said this. Uh, going to NYC for the day, lunch with Jay-Z, pick up hoops with Amari and Mello, stopping by David Letterman, and then clubbing with Plaxico. That okay. was uh, T-Bone. He was living a life. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. That was his tweet. And the last one I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to Collins because I, I actually was more excited about Collins because Hoggard the Historian. I thought we were going to get something good, Charlotte Hornets related, or just a good old local sports take. And we got a couple of good ones here. So, Colin, on August 23rd, 2010, it's the furthest back I could go. He said, glad I went to a preseason NFL game. Won't feel like I'm missing out on anything when I don't go to a single regular season game. Hoops is greater than NFL Live. Whoa. So, sports takes from Colin. Strong. Off the rip, man. Just coming in with a sports take. His second tweet ever I could find was analysis on Louisville's very own Terrence Williams. He said, love Terrence Williams at Louisville, but don't really feel a 6'5 forward with marginal shot that he can make an impact yet. Smart, but not ready to uh, play in the NBA right now. So I like a Terrence Williams analysis piece there. And I also like just a straight up take hoops better than the NFL live. What else? I mean, what we expect that that's everybody's first tweet. Yeah. We'll see what everybody's first threads is like. Yours is a little bit more tame. This go around fitty. Yeah, and you're, you're not going to have a thread that I can't read 10 years from now when we talk about the other <laughs> social media site that we're all migrating towards. And with that, we move on and talk a little more about the Charlotte Hornets. They had their second summer league game yesterday. Brandon Miller only scored six points. How much is that on the roster construction? How much of that is on Brandon Miller, the second overall pick? We'll get to it in just a moment on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We have an 806 number texting in. Hey, quick question. Is it possible to fire a summer league coach? Yeah, that's a Hornets fan that is tired of watching the Hornets get blown out in two straight summer league games. It's real bad. It's really bad, man. It's embarrassing. Marlon Garnett, the head coach in summer league. It was a better start yesterday, but then eventually Golden State would separate themselves. As the game went on, they would lose um, big. They would lose by 20 points, trying to pull up the exact score here. Um, But when you see the Hornets 
get beat down once again. Second straight time. The first time it was against the Spurs. The second time it was against Golden State. And Brandon Miller, your second overall selection, he only scores six points, Wes. Mm -hmm. Did not get his first bucket until like five and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. He caught it in the post, got double teamed immediately, fought through it, and then scored a bucket. And as soon as he scored it, right, as soon as he hit the shot, the crowd actually gives as loud a cheer as they had the entire game because it was pretty easy to see Brandon Miller had not scored a point yet. So he goes to the foul line, hits his free throw, hits one more three, and he would end with six points, but on only four field goal attempts. So he's two of four from the field, not a bad shooting percentage, but he only took four shots in four quarters of action. And then he also had seven assists. So he was distributing well. He had five turnovers. He had eight fouls. Some were ticky tack. Some were a little soft, but also he's defending while fouling right now, which is not anything great. What do you take away from Brandon Miller only giving you six points as the second overall pick, only taking four shots, but seemingly making decent decisions within the confines of just what the right basketball play might be. Yeah, I'll start with the positive. When you check it out, you do like the mentality, and it seems like the basketball IQ is there. When you see a guy that can come out uh, like a city and get seven assists, even though the turnovers are not something that you want to see, but then just going back and, and checking him out and, and going back and re-reviewing those highlights and, and checking him out every time he had the basketball in his hands, even some of the turnovers he had, he was trying to make a play, trying to find guys, but he did have some really nice assists. And I think that is the positive that you take away from. And I think that bodes well for him going forward. This was a team last year when LaMelo was not in the lineup, was very stagnant as far as moving the basketball around those assists and the way the basketball flowed wasn't there. So I think now with him, you had another play on the floor that can be a playmaker for other guys in spots. Other than that, you wanted to see a little bit more aggression. I don't know why the reason for only four shots. You know that pretty much this is your team. When you step out onto the floor in summer league, everybody's expecting you to be the lead dog. So that's a little bit perplexing. Um, and then the turnovers and the fouls, those are things that, yeah, eight fouls, and then he, he had a ton in the first game as well. So that's something to look forward to going forward. Is this guy going to have a very hard time defending without fouling, as you said? But all in all, like I said, there are a lot of NBA players, NBA superstars that have uh, subpar games all the time, and this is his real first subpar game, even though the first half of the last game wasn't great. But again, I'll, I'll take the positives away, just the passing that he displayed and that he looks like he has a bit of playmaking ability and some basketball IQ there. But of course, the negatives, you want to see more aggression there and cut down on those fouls and more aggression as far as shooting uh, the basketball more. So yeah, just to clear things up, the Warriors beat the Hornets 98-83, to and that's where Brendan Miller Hornets only scoring six points. 15% from three. You said what? Hornet shop 15% from three. Yeah, it, it wasn't very good. You go to the text line, 704-570-9610. Are you worried about Brandon Miller? What are your feelings on Brandon Miller right now? After two summer league games, 704 wrote in, Miller's the only one passing. Everyone else is looking for their own shot and trying to do too much, looking like a pickup game at the YMCA. 806 number wrote in, not worried about Miller come regular season. Just annoyed we have to deal with the casuals calling him a bust on two summer 
Summer League games. Tar Heel Tony said, why are Summer League refs calling that many fouls? A lot of off the ball and weak fouls called last night. Uh, last one, I know, said uh, half of Miller's turnovers were due to his teammates not catching the basketball. Don't know if I feel that way, but yeah, I some do- of them were dicey passes that were taking a risk. Yeah, I think, man, with Brandon Miller only taking four field goal attempts, I think Nick Smith Jr. taking 13 when he has the ball in his hands, he's looking for his. No doubt. I actually like what you got from him from some microwave ability. But no, Nick Smith Jr. is not out here distributing the basketball at a high level. He did get four assists. He did. I, I would have taken the under on that. If you were to just to ask me before I checked out the box score, I would have said, no, nah, he didn't get four. But there it is. Four assists for Nick Smith Jr. Bryce McGowan's. He's taken a lot of shots, too. And that's not unlike what he did last summer league. But Bryce McGowan's is in his second year. And so he's starting to take over. Amari Bailey was good last night, by the way. That he was. Six of nine from the field. 17 points. Very good from the free throw line, going five of five. I had missed five free throws in the first summer league game. So it's nice to see him bounce back. Man, with Brandon Miller, I think for me, he's making the right play. I, I think he's making the right play. When you see him out on the perimeter, they're trying to set screens for him. Golden State was double teaming him. And so he would kick out of the double team. I do think that he was really bothered by those double teams. I think that really bothered him. I think that got him out of a rhythm. And I also think it might have affected his defense. I thought he was worse defensively in game two than he was in game one. He had the great chase down block. I didn't think there were as many missed decisions in game one as there was yesterday. But he's going under screens against shooters in drop coverage. When you know your big guy has any drive, you don't need to go under screens. Your closeouts are just flying by shooters. And so there was one time somebody on the wing for Golden State able to just drive on by Brandon because he didn't close out, didn't chop his feet. So that's a decision that he's going to have. That's a mistake that he's going to have to fix. We saw Santos just take it to him in the post. Brandon didn't have anything, right? Like Santos got it on the post. Brandon is a taller basketball player, but also we know how rail thin he is. And that weakness, I think, showed itself when Santos gave an up and under and then had the easy layup. And Brandon just had to go on the other end and try to make up for it. I I think defensively, it's going to be really interesting to see how he translates because he's just so rail thin right now. I think offensively, Wes, where he's going to help out is being the connector. We've often given that title to Gordon Hayward. I think when Gordon Hayward hits the bench, I think Brandon Miller is going to come in and, and be fine. I think he's going to make the smart basketball play. LaMelo Ball changes the calculus on everything. And it's not all that unlike we were talking about with Mark Williams last year. Remember how Mark Williams didn't have a great summer league, but everything was so congested because they didn't have a point guard because they didn't have shooters. Mark was better in the NBA because you had more space to work with. Brandon will have more space to work with with LaMelo. And if Brandon can't create for himself right now, which I don't think he can, Brandon's not creating for himself, which is fine. LaMelo will help him in that. But I think he's going to be a good catch and shoot guy. I think he'll be a good secondary playmaker off of maybe one dribble or with some free space to work with, and that'll be okay. But, man, you would certainly like to see him be more aggressive and deal with double teams and aggressive defense a lot more because the book is going to be out on how to defend him. You get up in his grill, 
and you force the basketball out of his hands if you don't want him doing damage to you. Well, I think now this is the time that, you know, obviously it's not a make or break situation, but this is a situation where you want to see how he's going to respond because this is his first real adversity. We know after the first half of the first game, he came back and had a really good second half, so there was a lot to like there. Now after this game with how he's come out now, I know he's going to hear uh, what people have been saying about him, and a lot of people are going to jump to conclusions at this point off of this performance. You know that especially those in the school camp are not saying yourself, but a lot of people who really wanted him, they definitely going to look at this as a CC. See, I told you game. So I want to see now how he's going to come out and respond. And I do agree with you wholeheartedly. LaMelo is going to help him get his feet wet in this league, no doubt about it. And then as he adjusts to the defense, figures out how people want to get, come at him and learn his own abilities, then I think you might see a little bit more pick up from there. But uh, again, you know, only took two threes, but hit one of those. So he's still shooting the ball decent from three, as I said, on a small sample size in this game. But he'll have a point guard that's going to make the game very easy on him and a Hornets offense that, you know, at its apex, this is a crew that is very capable of passing the ball around and getting guys great shots on a regular basis. So um, I, I agree with you, though. I think he'll be helped a lot, but you do want to see more from him. And I want to see, especially now after this performance, how he's going to bounce back. Yeah, because they're going to be playing against the Spurs. You'll have right. this matchup against Wimby because he did not play in the California Classic, but he is going to be there for Summer League. And so that'll be a lot of fun to see that kind of matchup. The Charlotte Hornets will be playing every other day on this summer league schedule. So you're going to get a lot more. You're going to get more summer league than usual because of this California classic. You had two games there and it's kind of the appetizer to summer league before you get to the main course. So we'll see what Brandon Miller does. I mean, the over under for Brandon Miller field goal attempts, it should be set at about 14. Nick Smith Jr. took the most amount of field goal attempts in this game at 13. Dude was getting his shots off. And there were a lot of long twos. Don't love that. But he looked a lot more comfortable than he did in game one. If we just want to go with the second pick in this past draft. Let's go back to the text line. Um, rather be golfing, says Miller simply looks gun shy and timid. No sleep, Ned. Said Hornets once oh, again have drafted a words. bust. He can't play defense, guys. His off-ball movement is high school-like. Footwork is atrocious. Just horrible. Yeah. 910. Oh. Yeah, I know. They said 910 said they look and play terrible. And then Myron Goodman comes in. It's summer league. Relax. Yeah, right. I, like can, when we talk about this, we can all understand it's summer league. We can all understand that this is not an indictment on the future of their career because he struggled in this game, getting a shot off. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be like that in year 10 of Brandon Miller's NBA career. I am simply telling you what I am seeing right now and trying to attribute that to what we can expect this year and beyond. And so we all know it's summer league. Nobody's saying he's going to be a bust because of that. Well, I guess that's not true. Some texters are saying that. I am not telling you he's going to be a bust. I'm not using this as evidence and saying, see, that's why they should have drafted Scoot Henderson. I'm simply telling you right now that Brandon Miller is not taking over games, and it looks like he's being bothered by physicality and double teams. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, and I agree with you again because uh, there's ebbs and flows for superstar NBA players. For the, so for this guy – in the summer league. Now, the things, like I said, I do look for is kind of intangibly this next matchup. You're playing against Wemby. 
You know that everybody's looking forward to this matchup. How are you going to come out? What's going to be your mentality in this? Are you going to be aggressive? Are you going to look to show that even though we know that you shouldn't have been the number one pick, are you going to try to make some semblance of a case? That's the things I'll be looking for. Just what type of mentality am I seeing from him? I don't care if you go three for 27, but if you're coming out just going for (laughs) broke, then I can live with that. But another performance like this, two or four, we can't we 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 can't do that. He should be taking the most shots right now in summer league as he explores his game and tries to figure out the NBA on a on a much lower level in yeah. summer league. Well, and and the other thing too, I, I mentioned the roster construction. This is the second year in a row where you don't feel good about the point guard position. I think Justin Robinson is probably better than what they had last year, but it's still not great. And so you don't have a ton of spacing. You have Nick Smith Jr., Bryce McGowan's non-point guards handling the basketball a lot. They're looking for their own shot. They're more combo guards. So that's taking the basketball out of Brandon Miller's hand with Miller being the best passer out there. There's not a better passer on that floor than Brandon Miller. And so he's kind of default just given this responsibility. That's important context to note when discussing what Brandon is doing out there on offense. That's why it is up to the coaching staff. I think more so to figure out what they can get from Brandon being more of a score. They did try to run him off of some screens. I think you probably need to get him a little bit more involved. You need to talk to Bryce. You need to talk to Nick. Yo, I know what you're doing. Let's try to get Brandon more involved and make sure that they do it. And if they don't, then make sure you stagger his minutes, not stagger, but put him out there with a Justin Robinson, with somebody that is going to dish the ball a little bit more to your second overall pick. That is going to make him a lot better. But everybody blaming the coach, everybody blaming the lack of the, the, the roster construction not being what it should be. Those people have points. And even with these fouls, look, not all eight fouls were non-fouls that the refs missed, right? You got to stop defending while only fouling the whole time. It's been two games in a row, okay? It's been two. And so when somebody writes in, why are they calling so many fouls in Summer League? Well, the reason they're doing it is because you don't have a foul limit. So it doesn't really matter. They're going to call it as they see it, and nobody's going to be kicked out of a Summer League game because you got to get to 10, okay? 10. You think he might hit 10 before Summer well, League is over? he's close. I mean, it seems ridiculous. <laughs> but What's that, 15 and two games? Yeah. Yes, it Ooh. is. Yeah, it's a lot. And he got in foul trouble early this game. I mean, it, it doesn't mean that you should sit him because it's it takes 10 to get out. So it it's it's different. Hey, man, you got regard. seven fouls. You got to come sit down for a little bit. Right, right. So uh, that is all important context here to watch with Brandon Miller. Do you have any thoughts? Did you watch Summer League or just have any thoughts on the box score here, Fiddy? Or are you giving me an eyebrow raise because you're like, are you serious? Did you ask me if I'm watching Summer League? Yeah, no, I, I did not watch last night. Now, I will watch Friday. Okay, but I I looked at you a little sideways earlier because you were talking about how you you weren't talking about all these things as an argument as to why they wanted you wanted them to draft Scoot Henderson. Mm-hmm. I think you're lying because because okay. I, I I think if this continues into next week and Scoot Henderson goes for like I don't know twenty eight points or whatever. You're going to come on here and be like, oh, you're so wrong about that. You are so wrong because I know for a fact that summer league is not one to plant a flag in any take. Yeah, but I mean, like not summer league what you do, because things can change drastically as soon as the regular season starts. You know, you you, you're PJ Washington's legal defense attorney. You moonlight as Scoot Henderson's like hype man. Mm hmm. So I, I, I think whenever you're done yelling about PJ not getting his contract, you're then going to be wanting to hype up Scoot Henderson. And it, it's it's going to happen. Wes, are you in agreement with me on this? 
Because, I mean, this guy during the whole draft process would take a positive on Brandon Miller and turn it into three negatives. So yeah. this is going to happen. Yeah, I do feel like that that deep down he is enjoying the fact a little bit that uh, Brandon is not performing up to snuff. And I do think that if Scoot comes in and is as advertised, I think that uh, there will be a little bit of anger there. You guys can project all you want to. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to come in and continue to talk about because if there's anything I'm saying that's wrong about Brandon Miller, feel free to call me out on it. Oh, I, I, know, I, but, I thought I'd hear silence. But but you are, I mean, like, th there's a light in your eye. Oh, my God. That I've only ever <laughs> seen one other time, and that's when I bought your food like three straight days. You know, I was buying your Bossy Beulahs and your Shomars, and you were taking advantage of your part-time employee. Mm -hmm. This is the happiest I've seen you since. Is, is, is this the liar in you calling me a liar, <laughs> and that's why nobody can trust anything that you say? Oh, no, the Summer League stuff, there's no way, because Summer League is all very hit or miss. You have no clue what's going to happen in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, there have been guys that have had spectacular Summer Leagues and then gone on to not do a whole lot. I mean, even Lonzo Ball, you remember Lonzo Ball's Summer League was was great, and then in the NBA, he wasn't quite the score that he was in Summer League. For some reason, Davion Mitchell is coming to mind, Yes, because we can go back to him and yeah they called him um off day because of the way that he guarded everyone who ever whoever he was guarding had an off uh, off night excuse me that's what it was and he locked up james book night and also offensively davion mitchell looked like the real deal and now davion mitchell isn't one of your you know starting guards with sacramento as it currently yeah, stands Kobe bryant lit up summer league and didn't even play much his rookie years so. um well i guess that's true though thing that was a sign of things to come i guess but yeah, yeah i mean because Kobe turned out to be pretty good so <laughs> yeah, he turned out all right we'll see you know don't project on me and this legal defense stuff you know hey when's your next meeting with kelly Oubre? you know when's your next meeting we had one today at about 11 42 yeah well he hadn't gotten signed yet either man i'm just saying well it's because the hornets don't sign anybody because the Hornets aren't bringing anybody back. <laughs> Bye, Grant. Bye, DSJ. We were having a conversation on the critically acclaimed Charlotte Sports Today program, and we are talking about PJ. And I, like, did the thing where I was looking down the hall, waiting for you to come walking down to defend him. Mm -hmm. Because we weren't, let's say we were shredding him, but we were pointing out his flaws and his inconsistencies. PJ Washington? Yes. As to why he should not get paid more than maybe $15 million a year. He didn't show up, though. He must have been stuck in traffic. Um, nah, man, I'm working on the show. Okay. That's what I was doing. I was helping out with Wes and Walker while you were too busy getting in an extra two hours of radio. <laughs> it's sports radio, 92, seven WFNZ. Uh, we'll skip the fitty flash. Cause I'm mad at fitty projecting on me. We have a mailbag that <laughs> we can do it. We can really do I'm it. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> that one seemed real. It seemed real. I didn't know if we were doing show banter or if that was real. We'll come back. How about this? We lead off with the fitty flash next segment. And we also, have a mailbag you can text in 704-570-9610 any question you want to ask us you can feel free to do so on the text line 704-570-9610 wesson walker sports radio 92.7 wfnz mcdonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the mccrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing in fact we can honestly say they're not new to chicken they're true to chicken the mccrispy only at mcdonald's ba-da-ba-ba-ba fitting ah! Ah! Savior of the 
got for us, Fitty. I don't Go know if you wanted me flash. to uh, bring it back in from break. You know, I don't know if I have that kind of power on the show yet. My name's not on the show, so I didn't think I was allowed to bring us back from break. All right. Well, it's the Fitty Flash on Weston <laughs> Walker without Fitty, except for when he does the Flash. And we're going to try to bring you in with the Fitty Flash because he got so mad. He slammed the table when I said we were going to skip it last segment. So the floor is yours. Have you seen the latest reports for Damian Lillard and where he might end up? I have not. I haven't seen her. Are you about Enlighten to break news us. to us? How new is this news? I mean, it's within the hour, but undoubtedly the Golden State Warriors are emerging as a potential landing spot for him. But now this is mainly because Portland wants to get the best return for them and not send him where his desired place is, which is, of course, Miami. The Warriors, you know, they've, they've got some, some parts that they could be willing to trade away. Boston is also kind of in the background wanting to get involved in it. When it's all said and done, does Dame end up in Miami? Do you think Portland does what every franchise should do, which is value themselves in their future and trade them to either Golden State or Boston? I saw Woj talk about Damian Lillard saying whatever team trades for him, just know you're going to get somebody that is disgruntled and doesn't want to play there because Dame seems to be forcing himself not only out of Portland, but really to only one destination in Miami. The thing is, if you're one of these giants like Boston, like Golden State, like a team with a winning pedigree and winning tradition, you feel like you can persuade Damian Lillard a lot more to suit up and play hard and, and feel the camaraderie with his teammates. If it's Charlotte or if it's Orlando or if it's a team that's not ready to win, then you're going to get a pretty disgruntled star. Yeah. But if you're one of those teams that wins, I think it'd be pretty easy to persuade him to get on board. Yeah, why would you want to send him to another Western Conference power as well? Because they're not a Western Conference power, but why would you send him to Golden State for them just to try to retool and win more championships? Just send him to Miami and get it over with. I'm tired of it. We know NBA superstars get their way more times than not. Just send him to Miami. I did see Boston. Boston would have the assets to do it. The problem with Miami is apparently Portland doesn't like Tyler Hero to be the center of any trade package that you would get in return for sending Damian Lillard to Miami. But so, they're trying to get that third team in there. I know I know they said a which lot is always of teams harder, want right? Tyler when, Hero, but yeah, they're trying to get a third team too. And when you go multi-team, three or four, whatever, yeah, it gets harder for all sorts of parties to agree on what they're going to be getting in return. So we'll see where Damian Lillard ends up. Um, let's go to a few more questions on the text line. 704-570-9610. Here's one about Cam Newton. Big Chris from Shelby. What in the world is Cam doing? Has he given up on football or has football given up on him? Wes, it seems like to me it's more of the latter that the football I was about to say the same thing has given up on Cam. And I don't expect him to suit up for a team this year. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think to just, you know, him coming out and I think he still has that mentality that he's a starter teams. I'm not sure convinced that he's willing to just take that role and sit back and hold the clipboard. And uh, we know the social media, how loud he got on there calling people. I don't know if we can do the drop, but uh, we remember what he said on social all these media. Randoms. Yeah, all these randoms getting jobs. Tell me. Yeah, there we go. All these randoms <laughs> keep getting jobs. Yeah, so I think <laughs> that teams don't want that type of mindset from their backup quarterbacks. I think football's done with him. Uh, 704 wrote in, I think this was from Maximus writing in, early prediction, but I could see Miller going to the G League for a bit in a similar oh, situation like we did last year This is crazy. with Mark Williams. I don't see that Clown happening. show. Now, I don't want to hate on Maximus, man. 
but I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, With, no. Oh, no. I want that to happen. Oh, you want Brandon Miller. I know you want it to happen, but you don't think it's going to happen. No, that's I don't why think you it, hit the clown show. But now. I want it to happen so I can see you have an on-air meltdown. Because if, if he starts in the G League and you don't freak out about how they made a mistake in drafting him over Scoot Henderson, we're going to have an honest conversation. Fiddy, why are you trying to make me an angrier person? All I'm trying to do <laughs> is give you, you my summer league thoughts. If he, I think it would be dumb. It wouldn't be an indictment on Brandon. It would be, what is Charlotte doing? Sending him to G League. I Look, I guess it's possible but, man, it's highly unlikely. And someone should be fired if that happens. I just don't think, yeah, if you're the second overall pick, there's just no way, in my opinion, no that way. You, you would see Brandon Miller. Mark Williams made some sense, and it actually worked out. You could do, you could play both sides. You could say it was stupid for Charlotte to put Mark Williams in the G League when he was that good, or you could say that's what he needed in order to be ready and get his feet wet once he did step foot on an NBA regular season court. I'm more subscribed to the latter there as well. I'm not going to hate on the Hornets for having Mark come in December and then him hit the ground running. That's a good decision. But with Brandon Miller, I just don't see him, the second overall pick, going to the G League. James Borrego and that regime, they didn't send LaMelo down to the G League. And he got, he wasn't starting, but he got like, I don't even know how many minutes. Was it 20? Something like yeah. that? Maybe 15? To me, you don't send a, a lottery pick, let alone a top five pick, let alone a top two pick down to the G League. To me, it would be, I guess, a little bit of an indictment on him if he's ha- having to go down there. But again, like you said about the Hornets, it's just... What are you doing unless he shows that he's completely just not ready for this level of basketball? There's no way in hell he should be going down to the G League. Here was a, here's how Mitch Kupchak would respond about sending him mm-hmm. to the proverbial <laughs> G League. Well, everything that we, you know, every answer they got, we got to every, every question. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, <laughs> Mitch, well, why, let, let's play this out. Mitch, why is uh, Brandon Miller going down to the Greensboro Swarm? Can I you answer mean, that? what? That would just I was, be. I was waiting for the drop, but that's okay. I was waiting for you to play it. Well, everything that we, you know, every answer they got, we got to every every question. I <laughs> love that drop. I love it so much. Um, seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. That would be who, buddy. The reactions from everyone if Brandon Miller was playing right off of the bat in Greensboro on their G League team. Panther Bo has a Wimbledon question. Did you want to answer this one, Wes? A Wimbledon question? Uh, I'll answer it as best I can. Okay. He asked if we were watching any Wimbledon. You can answer that. Uh, Are y'all watching any Wimbledon, and who do you like? No. Francis Tiafo, is he going to break through? Fiddy, I I love me some Francis Tiafo. Mm-hmm. I would love for him to break through. The dude is so much fun. I know he won a tightly contested match his last time out. So hopefully Tiafo can get this thing done. Had a great run in the U.S. Open before it all came crashing down. Yeah. I'm pulling for him. That doesn't mean that he's going to win, but I know I'm going to be on his side the whole way. Yeah, no, it was on in the studio, and then Wes changed it to, we got a rerun of Kentucky, Florida on one screen. (laughs) We've got a radio show that they call the herd on the middle screen. And then on the far right, I don't even know what is actually on the television. That's not a rerun of the herd. That's live. Then that's the uh, no. It's a rerun of Florida show. Yeah, and then that's a replay of Kentucky and Florida. So we we will have Wimbledon on in the next commercial break, dude. I would love for him to break through. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's going to happen here at Wimbledon? No, I think he's more of a hardcore guy. But uh, it's 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 been it's been a fun tournament. 
Um, and jo Djokovic and Alcaraz, they've really kind of what we done what they we thought they were going to do. They've appeared to be the two best players and appear on a, on, on a clash to meet later in the, in the tournament. Alcaraz looks great. Too. He's phenomenal. Yeah, Alcaraz looks tell fantastic. Tell me a summer without telling me a summer. Um, all right, last question. Uh, you can tell <laughs> me something more about Miami and Portland, Wes. I want to send this question to you. Now, granted, this is coming in from Heat Fan on the text line, all right? Okay. Maybe a little biased, but coming in from Heat Fan, they said Portland should do right by Damian Lillard because they never surrounded him with enough talent to win and therefore suggesting he didn't say this last part, but therefore suggesting just trade Damian Lillard to Miami and do right by Damian. How much is it that Portland should do right by Damian because he stayed there? And how much of it is you just want him to go to Miami because you're tired of talking about it? <laughs> no, it's actually uh, a little bit of both, but I think that they should do him right. Like I said, he did show a lot of loyalty to them. They weren't able to put the requisite team around him needed to be able to compete. He gave them his heart and soul. So just do right by the man. And again, Miami's in the Eastern Conference. Sure, you might be handing them a championship if you send them over there, perhaps. But as I said, Damian was very loyal to that franchise. When a lot of people wanted him to go, he would not. Uh, he would not cause a lot of ruckus. So send the man to Miami. Let's get this thing over with and do right by him. Feel free to keep texting in any question that you have. Just because it's not the mailbag segment, we can still answer those questions anytime you want us to. 704-570-9610. It is the 1 o'clock hour coming up next. Why do we have such mixed opinions on the Carolina Panthers? And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into Ajero Averro's defense next season at Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.